Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams alongside my awesome co-host, Beth Popnikoloff. Hey, Beth, how are you doing today? Hey, Zach, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. And I am excited. We've got Joey Gilkey on the podcast today. He is the number one salesperson at Home Depot. His official title, he's a pro sales manager. We're excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Joey. Zach, thank you. It's um, excited to be here. And Beth, good morning. Joey, maybe you could kick us off and just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to the point where you were the number one salesperson at Home Depot. I'll just, keep, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just keep plugging that. Like, that's just incredible, right? So I started out South Florida. My father was a builder. My grandfather was a builder. And of course, they always said, I don't want you to be a builder. I want you to be a doctor, right? So but it just it's, it's in your blood. I went to high school down in South Florida, went to college in Tampa, got out, got my GC license. I was going to be a builder. And I built about 520 houses in a couple of years. Of course, I had subcontractors. I had you know a couple of GCs that helped me out, and I had two other partners. And the hurricane came and kind of wiped everything out, and it really it kind of destroyed our business overnight. So I went and got a job, a company called South Florida Fire and Restoration. I was kind of the lead on that. I had to kind of reinvent myself, and I went back to school. I was initially wanted to be an architect, so that was kind of my path. I went back to school to finish my degree. And my buddy, this guy that actually was a partner with me, with my building company, he certainly got a job with the Home Depot. He said, hey, Joey, doesn't pay much. It's eight bucks an hour, you know, but it's just going to give you the benefits that you need and you still go to school at night. So going into Home Depot, I applied and, you know, there were a stack of resumes, seven inches tall. I really didn't have a resume other than the one thing that I did. And, you know, I know how to build homes. I knew that industry. So they hired me. They hired me in the building materials department. And I sat there. And at that time, we had, gosh, I don't know, 57 stores, something like that. And I remember, you know, this guy, Bernie Marcus, was in my store. And I'm sure everybody's heard of Bernie Marcus and Arthur Blank. And he's walking with me. And I'm just an hourly associate. And he asked me, you know, what do you want to do? I said, I really don't know. I just kind of need a job and I need the insurance. He says, well, what do you know about the industry? And I kind of gave my background. He says, well, this is exactly what we do. We grow people from a dream to whatever you want to do in the company. So I kind of sat with me and I had that conversation with many people along the way. But so I put my nose to the grind and I said, hey, I'm going to be a store manager. I've got a short trail of three years, which at that time it was feasible. So and I was promoted to store manager within four years of starting the company. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a fast run. So every time there was an opening, I took that opening and I said, okay, I raised my hand. I'm moving. I'm going with you guys. So I did. I moved all over the place. Ended up in Atlanta after my daughter was born 20 years ago in Dallas, Texas. I ended up in Atlanta in 1999 and I was a store manager and I wanted more. You know, I wanted more and I really didn't know how to get there. I wanted to be a district manager, vice president. Well, I had a really bad car accident where a piece of steel came flying through my windshield and tailed me, and I was out of work. 
And that kind of started my, well, at that point in time, I knew there was more to life than, than obviously being the vice president of for the Home Depot. So I kind of took a different path. I stepped back a little bit and I got into the building world again. That was my passion, I guess, you know, as a home builder in South Florida. So I started, I kind of stepped back and, and became a par, which is a uh, pro sales manager for the guy that actually hired me back 27 years ago. So they started this new business and it was called Pro. So we, I worked in the pro division for two or three months. At that point in time, we really didn't know what pro was in Home Depot. We just knew there were, we called them chucking the trucks, right? Guys that pull up in a truck, they have a couple laborers to throw in a couple of buckboards or building decks. Well, me being in the industry before that, I said, there's more to it, guys. There's a lot more to that. So, of course, I had the passion for it. So not everybody had the passion. So I had to get with my my execs of Home Depot, and I had them sit down with me. And I said, listen, there, there is a, there's just a bigger business out there. And knowing the guy, Tom Taylor, which is now the CFO for Floor and Decor, he listened to me. And he says, Joey, he says, why don't we do a pilot? Let's try a pilot in one of your stores. So we did. We, we bulked up. We did, you know, kind of a stack it high and watch it fly mentality. So we had two by fours to the ceiling. We had drywall to the ceiling. We had pallets of drywall mud. We started seeing these contractors come in and buy from us. And typically they'll buy from the wholesalers. Well, as time went on, we saw the business grow throughout Atlanta. And then we developed a strategic game plan. Let's put a bunch of parts, such as myself, in position across the nation. So we hired 200 pro sales managers across the nation. And we watched our business grow from, I don't know what it's, $4 million the first year to $20 million the next year to where we're at today. And we are 22% of Home Depot's business today, uh, pro sales and growing. Wow. The thing about our industry is, and you hear it all the time, is, okay, we're going to have another downturn. Here we go. It's, it's another 2008. And I can tell you with me, myself, I have some of the largest investors that purchase from the Home Depot. Now, these aren't the chuck in the trucks. These aren't the project managers that walk into a store and buy a bucket of nails. We have merchants that will deal with these customers. We have direct ship programs now. We have you know, tractor trailer loads of siding, tractor trailer loads of 30-year architectural shingles go into these job sites. We didn't have that years ago. You know, We were delivering lawnmowers and appliances to you know, Mrs. Jones and neighborhood homes. Now, we don't have, I mean, we still have that, obviously, but that is the do-it-yourself or DIYers of, of our industry. And, you know, with our pro business today, we bought a company called Interline Brands. Interline Brands is made up of five or six different companies in that pro industry, which would be Wilmar, Barnett, Supply Works, U.S. Locks, and that is the wholesale world selling to, you know, industries and government. And so we're part of that business now. And, that, and so we leverage that, those relationships with some of these investors. So that's kind of where we're at today. You know, it, it like I said, it started out, I don't know, back in 2000. It's really when it pro started about 2000. Here we are, you know, 2019 and where, we've, where we were and where we're at today. So... It's a big industry, and I see it increasing in 2019. I think, as a matter of fact, 2019 is probably going to be 
my highest volume year. It's, you know, the word on the street is, here we go again. We're going to have a downturn market. And, and that might be true in, in some parts of the business. But I can tell you, sitting at the table with one of the largest investors in the nation today and sliding across $30 million to one of my contractors, one of my investor contractors saying, hey, I need you to go into these four states. I need you to go into these, these areas, these cities. I have a book of business of 500 homes that need to be finished. And you're talking, you know, my customer completed 27,000 homes last year. That's just one of my customers. I have 30 of those. So, and there's a lot of guys like me, pro sales, guys and girls, pro sales managers that have 40 and 50 contractors. So when you hear it out, out on the street that, that the industry is, is headed for a downturn market, um, you know, I'm going to say it's sometimes it's fake news. And it's just, it's an emotional reaction. You know, when you walk into a retail of a Home Depot big box and you smell fresh cut lumber, and you know that we're turning that wood, and that is the foundation of any building is lumber. You're going to sell, obviously, appliances, and that, that's kind of the lipstick, if you will. But it's the foundation. When you smell wood cut into saw and you walk in there and you see sawdust flying, you know we're rocking and rolling. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah, totally. So that's your economic indicator is if you smell pine, then things are fine. If you smell pine, things are fine. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it. Honestly, it's that simple, man. I mean, it really comes down to having your ear to the ground and me being in the industry uh, 27 years, ex-general contractor. I've been all over the nation. I can tell you right now, and I would put I would put money down on it that 2019 is going to be our best year. I really feel confident. As a matter of fact, we've already had my strategic game plan and my uh, my sales plan from my company, which is not pretty, but I think I'm going to exceed that with ease. So yeah, that's kind of the you know the industry right now. It, it, you can there's going to be guys and girls. So I tell you this. So investors. Let's just say there's a hundred major investors in the United States. That in, in right now, that's probably a pretty fair number. I would say they're going to collaborate and they're going to become maybe 50 top investors. You know, they're going to join forces. And there's plenty of room. There's plenty of work out there. A matter of fact, last month I went to, and they call this in, in Atlanta here. They call it Super Tuesday. So you go to the doorsteps of the courthouse. And there's a few courthouses here in Atlanta, a few different counties. And you'll see some of the foreclosures that are being purchased on the doorsteps. And I kind of get a barometer of, of what that looks like. And I'll, I'll send that message back to my RVP or, you know, my president and say, hey, you know, this is where the industry's at here in Atlanta. So I can tell you right now that, that last month I saw 452 homes sold on the doorsteps. These are foreclosures. The month before that was, was below that 300 and change below that. It was, you know, again, 300 and 200. So I see the number rising. The reason for that, I, I don't know. I don't know the reason for that. I don't know if the banks are releasing homes. I'm not real sure. But I can tell you the work is there for the contractors and the investors. And it looks good. I mean, it looks good for us. So Joey, I think what's interesting about what you're saying is, and just as a quick step, you know, just stepping back from that is you've been with Home Depot, you know, you mentioned 27 years, you started, you know, walking a store, selling in the store, and now you're overseeing 
basically 22% of their business. I mean, I know you've got other people around you, but if you're the largest pro sales manager in the organization, you're seeing quite a bit of business come through. And when I hear pro sales manager, I think of like, oh, okay, you're selling to a contractor. And that's not really where you play right now. Is, is that correct? You're playing with, as you mentioned, investors, big builders, and they're buying large quantities of building products from you all to do very large projects. Is that correct? That is correct. Now, we do have, you know, we have folks that are just starting with a company that we're hiring and, and you know, and they are selling to what we're going to call chucks in the truck. And that's not a knock. That's just, that's kind of where we see these, these contractors coming in with a brand new dually and they got a trailer and they're loading up, you know, a bunk of two by fours and they've got one project, maybe they're rebuilding a deck or something like that. That's not the contractor that I deal with. I deal with a large contractor that will buy $16 million worth of appliances, be it GE or what have you. Those are the contractors that I deal with. Guys that have skids of siding or five or six truckloads of shingles. And it's hard to stay in stock. I got to be honest with you. It really is. That's a great problem to have, Joey. Oh, it's a fantastic issue to have with these jobs, you know. It really is. But it, again, it's it's frustrating. You know, we never want to overpromise, underdeliver. So we have to partner with our merchants, our buyers, our VPs and RVPs and say, hey, here's the forecast. So we have to be in front of it. You know, we, we call it a heat map. And I'll, I'll lay down a lot of our, not just me, a lot of our folks We'll take a heat map and we'll look at the United States. If there's a bubble that's, you know, the size of a penny sitting on the top of New York, you know that there are 200 homes there. If it's the size of a pea down in Broward County, you know there's, you know, 25 homes there. So the bigger the bubble, the more homes. And that's called our heat map. So we, we kind of know the zones, know the areas. And right now, United States is lit up like a Christmas tree. It's across the nation. And the bubbles are all about the same size, if that makes sense, Zach and, and Beth. That's really interesting, Joey, like how it's spread out. The thing about the industry in 2008, people were in shock. Everybody was in shock. So banks reacted differently. And, and also, it was driven by the industry. So let's say Fort Pierce, Florida. I don't know the industry down there, but maybe that industry of the, you know, the labor force wasn't hit hard. So nobody was losing their homes. You know, you go to Texas, maybe there was issues with oil. Uh, you go to Detroit, obviously, you know, with automobiles, what have you. So it was driven based off of, of companies. It wasn't just homes that were being hmm. um, foreclosed on. It was the industries that were failing and everybody had these buyouts and these loans. And it really, it was, it, it kind of hit it was like the plague, right? It just went across the United States. Well, today, it's just so even. It's mm -hmm. even across the nation. Uh, and I do travel around. And, and again, I, you know, I deal with some of the top investors in the residential single-family sector of the business. I have many of these guys. And they're in every state. You know, right now, uh, one of my top guys, he's, he's in 40 states. He'll be in 50 states. He just landed in Hawaii. You know, they're in Pensacola, Florida, down at the beach. So it's across the nation. We're going to have a great year. So, you know, not that I'm Greenspan, but I can tell you from my industry, we're super excited. We're super excited about 2019. We really are. That's awesome. I want to talk a little bit more about your customer base, Joey. You mentioned that you're really focused on a consultative sales positioning, which I think is really smart. 
And if I'm tracking with your story, really the pro business got off the ground at a really interesting time. Let me ask you how you've seen the industry change because you guys got really rolling with pros and rolling out pro sales managers right as the internet and digital started to become a factor in the purchase process in the building materials industry. So I kind of have a couple questions I'd like to ask you about that, but let's just start there. Can you talk a little bit about how you've seen maybe the industry change or your sales process have to change and conform as you know the request or the need for online has become more prevalent? So from 2000 to 2019, the industry has, has changed a lot. We no longer have our contractors walk in of any magnitude. I'm talking a contractor bigger than a, a you know a chuck in a truck. They don't have to walk into the stores any longer. They can buy product. We have Home Depot Pro apps. They can go on their computer. They have their admin order product. And we have outside delivery services that actually bring it to the job site, drop it off, put it inside the homes. That's kind of where the industry's going. And we recognize that it's easy. Listen, at the end of the day, I have an Amazon Prime account. So does my whole family. Right. My daughter's in college and I see that little ding come across every day, you know, just bought new shoes, whatever. So I know where the industry's going and I know that we have to keep up. So we have an exec team, an outstanding exec team that stays up to speed with the industry. You know, again, it's not just a guy or girl walking and buying a, a bag of concrete. Those days are kind of past us. So that makes sense. You know, I, Joey, I think what's interesting is I saw an article this past year that Home Depot invested something like $1.2 billion in supply chain overall. I think it was like an article that the Wall Street Journal put out. Mm-hmm. And that's correct. Yeah, I think people thought that a lot of that was in reaction to what's happening with Amazon and the convenience that they provide. But if I hear you correctly, like, yes, that's that's part of it. But it's just the nature of the way that people are buying building products are changing. Like you're trying to make the convenience of buying products that much easier. Is that correct? It is. So, you know, the pro sales, the old school Hoover vacuum cleaner sales, you know, that's that's always going to be there. You're always going to have that B2B, that handshake, that re- it's all about relationships. It's going to continue to be, you'll never see a two by four sticking out the back of an Amazon truck. You'll never see that. So the thing with us is we put sales folks out in the field. We build relationships. It's more than just being a vendor. It is a partnership. It's taken 19 years to get here, but I would say over the last I would say over the last four years since we did buy the supply chain, we learned a lot. And we know that the industry is headed in that direction. As we manage these larger companies, you're never going to see an Andy Caps or a Tim Wooten walk into a Home Depot, go to a pro desk. You're never going to see that. They love the convenience of online purchasing. They love the convenience of having their project managers, senior project managers deal with that part of the business. But there's always a paper trail, right? There's always a paper trail that they can go back and show their investors, hey, we purchased you know, $10 million on this project. It's all here on the receipts. It's all online. Here's my sign-on, our sign-in. And from an accounting standpoint, online purchasing, you know, you're always going to have a paper trail. The old days of a contractor walking in and, and, and buying you know, a bunk of lumber and taking a receipt and throwing it up on his dashboard and hoping to get that receipt back to his boss, those, those days are over. So, you know, it's, it's helped the industry. The online definitely has helped our industry as well. 
Joe, you have a really unique viewpoint of the industry. What advice would you give a building products manufacturer or anyone in the building materials industry about what's ahead or what's coming next? That's a great question, Zach. So, you know, back in the day when I was a builder, we used to have these vans or these trucks pull up on our job site and that's how they sold. They would buy us lunch. They would bring out their saws or their pass load nail guns or their snap on tools. Those days are done. Everything is about partnerships, relationships. So my recommendation would be to, I'll give you, for instance, let's say a Tamco roofing product, you know, driving around dropping off pamphlets or samples is not the best way to do business today. I would say partner with a big box pro sales manager, be it our competition or Home Depot or, or any of the big box retailers that are dealing with the contractor side of the business. You know, I would recommend building a relationship, find out who their sales teams outside pro sales teams are and partner start there because we already have the relationships with the big contractors. We understand their business. We understand their needs. But one thing that we're not going to do, we're not going to walk up with a, a briefcase, open it up, and introduce new products. That's just not something that we do. We already know what they need. And that same book of business works for every single contractor or investor that we deal with. So it's tough for, say, a skill saw or a pass load rep to get into a business. So I would say partner. Don't start in, in inside the store. Don't start inside the four walls of a big box retailer, start outside, you know, do a ride along, see if you can partner with a pro sales manager or see if you can partner with an outside sales associate that's already in with these big guys, build that relationship first. That would be my recommendation. That's great. Well, Joey, this has been tremendously helpful and insightful. Are, are there things that you read or things that you look at to stay in tune with the industry? Like maybe we could ask you that question and then we can wrap up. I would say my best learned or my best knowledge learned is sitting down with our investors. They open their door for me. And I've said before, is it's not just a vendor contract relationship. It's a partnership. And I learned so much. And it's all about trust. You know, actually, I, I'll tell you this. I did a video with Ameritrust. And I'm actually on their recruiting video talking about the partnership. So it goes out to all of their contractors. It goes out to the potential prospects for contractors that they're trying to hire. I'm actually on this video wearing my Home Depot jacket and I'm talking about the partnership. So I wouldn't say there's any read out there that's going to help you with the industry. You know, anybody can read, you know, watch CNN or, or what have you, Google anything. But it's all about when the door closes and the investor trusts you what comes out of their mouth. The next thing that comes out of their mouth is, is the direction that we go. Mm. And that's the truth. That's great. That's great. Well, Joey, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Zach. I really enjoyed the time and Beth. It's been a lot of fun. This is actually the first podcast I've ever done. That's great. Awesome. Well, if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I am Zach Williams alongside my co-host, Beth Pupniklov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.